I want to share something with you. Would you believe God with me for a moment, please? Father, in Jesus' name, bless your word. Bless this time. Father, bless um, our, 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 our being able to be here, hearing from you, entering out in a week of prayer, touching your heart, hearing from you, being directed by you. These weeks of prayer are holy days. We thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. I will say this, by the way. Many men and women, students, many men and women throughout the almost 100-year history of this school have heard from God, and Stacy, you can attest to this, have heard from God for their direction in ministry during week of prayer. That's awesome. That's fantastic. How many want to do more with your life than what you have done so far? How many want to change the world for Christ? How many, nice to see you, nice to see you, your sister, the California connection. I'm seeing all these guys. Um, How many realize that today in our nation, we have a few issues? And how many realize, even though we need to understand and be aware and do more as people in coming together. How many know that ultimately the person and the power and the love of Jesus Christ will change the wretched heart of man and woman every single day? So you can hear from God this week. Uh, On, is it Thursday or Wednesday and Friday or something, uh, Brother um, Phil McNeil? Tuesday and Thursday? Tuesday and Thursday, he's going to be here. Brother Phil McNeil, he's going to be sharing about prayer and also moving in the prophetic. I believe we're going to in for some wonderful times. We're in for some encounters with God. So I'm really, really excited about it. I want to share with you something that I think, maybe one or two of the things, hopefully it can be um, applicable to your life as we enter into this week of prayer. Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 17 says this. God did extraordinary miracles. Say that with me. Extraordinary miracles. Say it one more time. Extra. Now say it with some gusto. Extraordinary miracles. The theme, and we're going to be putting it on some, you're going to see it around campus, is 2021. Year of the miraculous. How many believe God for the miraculous? How many have foreseen miraculous things that God has done? It's the, we need a miraculous year. I'm telling you what, I said, uh, I was saying to Bev, I have a letter for the, uh, for the yearbook, I guess, and it's almost like 20, 2020 was like, uh, you know, crossing the street, looking both ways before you cross the street and then getting hit by an airplane. <laughs> yeah, you got that, okay. <laughs> it was crazy. But God's in it. He was in it. 
He's in it this year, and he's going to be in it throughout the course of these next few years. Something is transpiring in this country and the world. God is not up in heaven wringing his hands saying, I'm, I really miss this one. This, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't see it. Something miraculous. It's the year of the miraculous. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the, and, uh, the evil spirits left in. I'm telling you what, something's happening there. <laughs> something's going on there. How many believe that God can still do today what he did yesterday? Come on, somebody say amen. You can say it, come on. How many are expecting him to do more than you've seen last year? I'm telling you, you got to hold on. God's going to do some good stuff. And you got to believe him, you see. If you want him to, if you want him to move, you got to believe that he's going to. Not only on the hearts of women, but in the lives of those who need him so desperately. And in the events that are going on, not only in this country, but throughout the world, that need him to move so that his person and his presence can be brought to the forefront to change the complexity of this world. Verse 13, some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. Sometimes that can happen, but look what happened to them. They would say, in the name of the Jesus whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And the seven sons of Scaphia, a Jewish chief priest, they were the ones doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? I know those guys. Who are you? Caught them off guard, I think. Verse 16, then the man who had the evil spirits jumped on them and overpowered all of them, or them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. You better watch out what you're doing when you're dealing with demons. Or you least need to know who it is you're connected to when you deal with them. And there's demons. Oh, there's demons. I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who are you? And all of it, you can almost see their faces. We're going to cast the devils out. I know Jesus. I know Paul. But who are you? Well, I'm one of, I'm, I'm one of the sons of the Jewish priest. Push! Beat you right up, knock you down, get you bleeding, kick you out the store. When this became known, the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, to them they, uh, they all uh, were seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high regard. <laughs> we don't be messing around with that name. <laughs> it was held in high regard. Here's a question for you. I'm going to say it about three times here. Are you known in hell? Are you known in hell? 
Well, Dr. Ray, don't talk that way to me. I'm known in heaven by Jesus. I don't want to be known in hell. I don't want them to know my name. I don't want to get near them. I don't want to get near them. I don't want them to get near me. You better, I'm telling you what, you better hold on because you're going to have to be known in hell if you're going to move and shake the earth for Christ. I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? Are you known in hell? First, I'm assuming you know Jesus, so let's just set that. I'm assuming that you didn't come to Elam Bible Institute and College, a spirit-filled, charismatic, Pentecostal Bible college, just because you wanted to kind of seek out a degree and that you do not know the Lord. If you do not know the Lord, please see us or me at the end of the service. I would love to witness to you and bring you to Christ. If somebody didn't know the Lord, when they entered this campus, or they just didn't, I didn't, this wasn't what I signed up for. They probably didn't just leave. So you all know Jesus. These men from Ephesus tried to cast out demons without knowing Jesus as the Lord. They, they, I mean, look, they were without power in their prayer. This week is going to be filled with prayers. It's going to be filled with the power of God, if you believe it. Many of you come here with personal issues you're praying for and, or, or family issues or, or multiple other issues. I know we have, a, we have a vast array of issues we're praying and believing God for. You must believe that you're going to receive from God and that God is going to do exceedingly abundance because if not, why pray? Well, I'm praying, God. And just hoping maybe, possibly, perhaps. And if you don't get to it, I understand there's a lot of people. And so that's all right. Maybe in the next week, two, three, maybe next year. I don't know, 2023, four. Just get to it by then. If you can't, then I'll just start another prayer. You got to believe God, man. You got to trust God. This is a powerful week you're going to enter into. You're going to see miraculous things. You might see healings. People filled with the Spirit. You might read on the news, things are changing. Something might go on in your household that is negative and all of a sudden it's positive. Something in your own life, maybe something you're carrying, maybe something that's wrong with you, maybe some of, some of the issues that you might have, maybe people that you know, you're going to see things happen because there is power in prayer for those who know Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. So when you come and you pray, you get down, you buckle up, you put it in B for boogie and you watch God because you're going to move forward and what God has for you. We need to know that uh, these were religious men, these, these Jews. They were religious men, uh, but they were without a relationship. All right, we've established, you know, Jesus. They were without a relationship, and, um, and when you have that going on, all you have left is legalistic and powerless bondage. If I have no relationship, then I have no power. If I have no relationship, it's just a bunch of do's and don'ts. Can't, cannot, don't do that, don't do that. But if you know the Lord and you believe what he's saying and you go, I'm going to pray. When I'm praying, I'm going to believe that it's going to happen. It's biblical, you see. I'm going to trust you. Now, are all prayers answered? You can say it. No, no, not all prayers are answered. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Not all prayers are answered. 
There's a reason for that sometimes. But it doesn't stop me from praying. Because as I pray and I believe, I encounter God in ways that I've never known. I think I've shared with you before, I was here at Elam from 74 to 76, and I'm telling you, and hundreds and hundreds of other people would say, if it were not my time here at Elam, weeks of prayer and this kind of thing, if it were not for me coming to this place, and there's different people from different, you know, there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful Bible colleges around the country. If it wasn't for me coming here, I wouldn't even be here today. I'd be doing something else. It revolutionized my life. It opened my eyes to a lot of things and gave me life. When men and women, um, all, of, when, all of a sudden, when they have the, uh, the spiritual goods and you've collected that, then you're ready for anything. Well, I, you know, I can't do that. I can't believe God for that because I, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's too big. You know, but if you've got the spiritual goods, if, if, you're, if you're serving God, you're trusting, you're believing, you're looking to him, then all of a sudden you're going to find you're going to be able to face anything. So when, it, you see, a demon just doesn't come to you through a crazy person who's out whacking people and causing them to bleed and beating them up and ripping their clothes off, you know. How many know that the enemy can come in different ways? Doubt. Self-condemnation. Um, feeling that you have nothing to offer. Feeling that no matter what you do, it just never works out. You know, have you ever said, you know, I just can't cut a break? No matter what it is, or my, I can't get my tuition, or, uh, you know, I just can't. You got to stand, you got to have the spiritual good just to stand and go, you know what? God, I, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm believing God. I'm putting the left foot in front of the right foot. I'm believing God. I'm doing my best. But I'm trusting you at the end of the day that things are going to happen. Because as I believe, I receive. Now, you know my theology. I'm not a claim it kind of a person with that. But I do believe, if I believe, I'm going to receive. It may not come exactly the way I want it, but it comes. No one in the church can afford to have secondhand information about Jesus. Prayer comes as a connection with God. And you're going to have it all week. I pray because I'm connected to him. Not just, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That's not a bad prayer. That's a, that's a nice little prayer. But if that's the only one, or you're like, you know, our Father who art in heaven, which is another massively powerful prayer. Jesus taught us to pray it. But prayer is connection. You talk to him as you, as you would talk with your dad, or you talk to someone you greatly love and revere. You believe God. You trust God. Yeah, but you know, I, I don't know whether I've got what it takes. How many know Jesus here? Lift your hand and say, how many know Jesus? How many love him? How many believe his word? And finally again, how many want to change this world? Then you have what it takes. I was over there with my wife. Brother Dick was playing. It was just so awesome. What I was thinking about as I was worshiping was you. We have the, that's the reason I asked the staff to stand up. We have the privilege. I have the privilege right now in talking with you to look at the young men and women 
that are going to change the complexion of this whole globe. You are powerful. You have at your very disposal the very tools that God has to place in your hand and your heart and your spirit to revolutionize this world for Christ. And I'm looking at you. It's amazing. It's just amazing. You are future leaders. You're going to shake the earth. And God's going to move in your generation in a way that he can only move and in so doing revolutionize not only the world but your very lives for him. It's amazing. We're looking at future leaders. Lydia, you're a future leader. It's amazing. Ah, it's just, I just, one day we're going to hear about you. I'm liable to be in my wheelchair with oxygen, but I'm going to hear about you. Don't let the enemy for one moment think that you are disqualified. You are not. I don't care what you've done or what you feel or what the enemy's tried to say. You stand up against him. The power of the cross is mighty. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin, and we have a tomorrow and the next day and the next day, and there's never a maybe with God. Well, maybe I'll forgive you. You just got to do better things and, and do righteous things. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, my. Now, that's a good preaching. Whew. Something to that stuff. Verse 13, the Jews went around driving out evil spirits to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they would say, in the name of Jesus. Paul preaches it. I know, I know Jesus. I know Paul, but I don't know you. People, these were people who were unaware of the power of prayer. They were shooting blanks. They, they looked like they knew what they were doing until something happened and the enemy faced them and they had no power because they had no relationship, because they had no faith, because they were coming at these demons with their own ability and you cannot come at them with your own ability. You come to them in the name of the Lord God of Israel like David. You come to me today with a, to, to, to Goliath. You come to me today with a sword and a spear and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord God of Israel, and this day I'll chop your head off and the birds will be eating out of it. And the Goliath's going, you got to be kidding me, kid. Or what? I'm going to stomp you, crush you, and eat you up, and poo, spit you right out. And the whole time David's going, I don't think so. Boom. He was way bigger than him. You got to be a fool to face a person like that. And David just said, I did a lion. I did a bear. Who's this guy? I just believe God. I know my own lot here. I know that in myself I can't do it, but I believe God. I'm praying. I'm trusting. I'm looking. And I'm trusting that Yahweh is going to come to my rescue and the rescue of Israel. And he did. You know he's going to do the same thing for you because you represent the answer to this lost and dying world. 
I recognize Jesus as Paul, but who are you? He could have went on and go, you have no power. You better brace up. Why? Because those powerless men were unrecognized by hell. Hell didn't recognize them. Are you? I don't know who you are. I don't know nothing about you. You have nothing that those other two have. So I'm going to test you. I'm going to, going to put you to the test, and they lost. you got to be recognized by hell. Don't be frightened about that. I don't want anything to do with hell. Hell's all around us. But the power of God surpasses all of that. We're seated with God in heavenly places. We fight principalities of darkness. And you got to be not lathered up. It's not like you got, I want to go to the school of casting out demons. Where can I go? You know, I want to go someplace where, you know, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be facing these demons, you know, I, I don't want to end up like those guys. Send me to a place where I can just train myself and just get myself to a place, you know, I can just come at them. There ain't no place. Here is going to be the place. There is the place, and there is the place, and there is the place. And all around you is that's the place, the connection with God. That's how you learn. And demons will shake in your presence. Not because of you, but because they are aware of the God that is in you. These guys were unrecognizable, totally and completely. I ask you again, does hell know who you are? Listen, what you do this week on your knees is going to be pushing back the kingdom of darkness. As you're laying prostrate or whether you're on your knees or whether you're walking, you're, 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 you have the ability to push back dark. I mean, push it back. Do you realize the power that you have in Christ? I mean, whew. They'll, sh- they'll shrill at the very name of Jesus. You might not be able to hear them, but they'll shrill. There's a lot of people that shrill. A lot of people scream. A lot of people wail. A lot of people get upset, and a lot of people just weep. I did on Saturday when the Baltimore Ravens lost. But now I'm for you guys, all right? Some feel that prayer is, is just a spiritual gift. Well, some people are very spiritual, and they're so spiritual that they pray. And when I'm around them, they're praying. Well, it doesn't make any difference. They're saying, hey, could you pray with me? Let's believe God. Hey, could you, could you fall down right now and trust God with me? Can you believe God? with me right now. And so they have a gift of prayer. I knew there was a, uh, um, uh, uh, Jimmy Langrell. Remember Jimmy Langrell there in, in uh, Epworth in, in Delaware? Old preacher, Methodist preacher. He, he would pray all the time. He's getting groceries, getting some bread. He, he meets somebody. Oh, hi. Uh, what's going on in your life? Well, I, yeah, we're, we're doing pretty good. My wife says, let's pray right now. Boom, he's on his knees right there in the grocery market. He's in the middle of the street. Let's, let's right now pray. He's in Christian school. Let's pray right now. He's out in his yard. Pray right now. He, he could be, and he, we could be in a carnival. It doesn't make any difference where he's at. It's right now, and he's on his knees praying. And you know, you know, you know, you think you're spiritual until you know you're all of a sudden you're at a gas station and you're just getting some gas. How you doing, brother? 
Brother uh, Langro? He goes, how is things? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Is, uh, you got any, you know, oh, yeah, I got a couple. Of, let's pray right now. And here's all these people around him. He's on his knees. He's praying. I'm going, can I just hold your hand here <laughs> and pray? He had, and some people thought he had the gift of prayer. There is no gift of prayer. It's not one of the gifts. There is no gift of prayer. Well, I, you know, it's one of the one of the one of the gifts in, in the scriptures. So he has a gift of prayer. There's no gift of prayer. It's you're just a dwelling place for God. You pray, and as you pray, God hears you. Here's everything you say. And, and, and you can pray in your mind. You can pray out loud. But it there's the, you don't have to be super spiritual to pray. You just have to have an intimate discipline to want to be involved with God. Because believers, we need to understand that he's our lifeline. God is our lifeline to relationship and power. Yeah, but I'm just not one of those kind of people. It doesn't make any difference. You, you're, a, you're a man and a woman of God. Just go like this. Come on, go on. There you go. There they, your man's, your men and women of God. Man and woman, just turn to somebody and go. Oh yes, you are. Oh yes, you are. Oh yes, you are. You are definitely a man and a woman of God. That's the reason I'm excited just to be around you. Prayer connects you to relationships. The relationship of God. Prayer connects you to possibilities. Prayer connects you to hope. Prayer connects you to guidance. You're going to believe God this week for guidance, and he's going to speak to many of you. I'm telling you what. Was that God? That couldn't be God. Am I going there? No way. I don't even like the place. you got to be kidding me, God. Why am I going there? I'm going to go with what? Stuff's going to happen in your spirit, and you're going to go, is that God? Or is that like, you know, like bad pizza? You know, what went on that I would even think that kind of stuff? Hope and guidance. Prayers are connection to faith. Prayers connection to balance. Balance. So that we can get things done in our lives, not overextensions of things. Prayers are connection to perseverance. And prayers are connection to power. Supernatural. How many? I mean, really, you ready for the supernatural? You ready for miracles? How many have ever seen a miracle? What have you seen? Your dad got healed. Praise God Almighty, bro. That is fantastic. Somebody else ever seen a miracle? Maddie? Excuse me? Oh, wow. There's a cripple. Just a couple more. Anybody see a miracle? Yes, sir. <laughs> and see, they said she's not going to what? That they said she's not going to walk. Oh, they said she's not going to walk. 
But yet, God said, oh, yes, you will. One more, miracle. Yes, CC. That sounds crazy. Doesn't even sound scientific. But God said, <laughs> God said, I'm going to do it. I'm, huh? Who said? They said, okay. They said that she's never going to have kids. They said, they said. <laughs> oh, God Almighty. But God said, Oh, yes, she is. Supernatural. How many want to see the supernatural? Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world. Don't think this world isn't dark because it is. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that uh, when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground. See, this is, you know, they, you know the, the guys who are trying to cast out demons, they couldn't stand the ground. These guys were casting out demons. They didn't know Jesus. They didn't know his power. You know Jesus. We want to introduce you to his power. Some of you have seen the power of God. God wants to bring the power into your life through you into other people. I want you this week to pray for people. You're praying for yourself. I want at times for you to go around and pray for other people. And if they whisper something in your ear, something to believe in God, for that, you pray with them. But when you pray, I want you to believe it's going to happen. God wants to anoint you, and he wants to show you this week that prayer is powerful. It is mighty. It is extraordinary. It is connected to the almighty God in heaven. You know, I like to see the governor. Oh, I'm sorry. He can't see you. He doesn't know who you are. Uh, can I see my state representative? I oh, didn't know. He'll talk with you later. Uh, can I see my congressman and woman? Oh, you know, they'll see you later. they got a lot of stuff going on in Washington right now. Can I see uh, my senator? No, i got to get that. We can't buy conversations with some of these people. But with one prayer, in one moment, you're connected to God. Who rules the universe in just one moment. Look, look, look at your open door of power here. Look at your open door of power. Verse 18. I don't know whether I have it up there. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. Would you say that with me? All I don't want this to sound like Sesame Street. I'm sorry. But, you know, this is just exciting to me. What kind of occasions? All occasions. Is there any occasion that's not worthy of prayer? No. Come on. With all kinds of prayers and requests. Well, this is insignificant because God has other things to do than just for me to pray for my puppy who's sick. How many knows that God loves puppies too? He loves cats. He loves you. Therefore, he loves them. He wants to do good and wonderful things. Pray in the what? You heard Brother Dick here. Brother Dick was praying in the Spirit. 
Those of you who were filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you need to exercise it because if you don't use it, you'll... So if, if you haven't spoken in tongues, it's a supernatural thing that God gives us. Do it. It doesn't cost you nothing. You do it, and, and, and when you do that, it wails a power within you. You're entering into another dimension. It's the dimension of God. It's not this dark world. And you're, and you're transcending above this dark world, and you're going, I want to break through. I want to see something. Brother Costa Dare, who's history to you all, but some of us, he's not. He was an icon at this place. He'd speak in tongues no matter where he was at. And wherever he's speaking at an airport, he'd start. He was in Malaysia one time, and I know Nick Welsh. Remember Nick Welsh? And, the, the, and man, Nick was with former past, pastor. He's dead. He's going to be with the Lord. He died very young. And he's, you know, Nick was with him for about a month, and Nick said he's so crazy. Nick lost about 30 pounds because he gets up in the morning and he jogs, and, and, he, and, he does, and he's up at 4 o'clock in the morning with, with a worship and prayer, and then it's the reading of the Word every day of the man's life. And he said, within well, this restaurant, it was in Malaysia someplace, and it was already scary. And Costa said, I want to go down there right there because Costa had this, like, uh, you know, he was from, um, where's Ramon at? He was from, Ramon, hey, he was from Israel, right? Costa was from Israel? And so, you know, long story short, uh, he had, you know, Costa Dare had one eye that was a little different. And uh, he he, he, was going like this. But he's looking at you. (laughs) Have you seen one of those people? Stop that. We used to call them old blue eyes. One blue this way, one blue that way. But I never said it to his face. (laughs) He was a mighty man of God. And Nick said, wait, this is crazy little little restaurant. It was weird. I thought these people were just going to come out and hurt us. He said, it was Malaysia. I was already scared. Costa said, I want that room back there. I do not like, um, I don't want air conditioning. No air conditioning. I want that table back there. I come here before I want the table. And the guy said, you can't have that table. That's for somebody else. As Costa went. I want that table back there. No air conditioning. You hear me? In Jesus' name, I want that table right back there, and you'll do it now. The guy said, you're not getting that table. Somebody else's. This is a true story. And Nick was back there just going. Nick was sure he was going to get knifed someplace. And he's, he's scared. Costa said, I'll tell you one more time, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, one more time. I wanted that table back there. He shut And he began to speak in tongues to the guy, just pointing right at the guy, just pointing and speaking in tongues. And the guy was just, Nick said the guy just went. And he took him right to the table. And Nick's like he's going to get a knife in his back. And Costas told Nick, don't worry about that. Demon shudder at the name of Jesus. You speak in tongues. Glory to God. I'm telling you what. You got power. If you just believe God, let me bring this up to a head here. I get a little excited sometimes when I preach, so you just have to kind of bear with me. And I'm excited to have you back too. So it's just that's all kinds of excitement. So praying in the Spirit means 
praising and worshiping and speaking in tongues. The anointing flows over you. Believing God, uh, warring in the spirit. When you pray in another language, you're entering into another realm. It's a whole realm different than this. And you got to want it. you got to go there. That's like, uh, well, I won't do it. That's a, that's a gripe. I won't gripe today. The thing about it is you have to, you have to if you, if you, if you want to get it, you got to go there. Okay? So you have to, uh, if I want to move, if I want great things to happen, I've got to move out. If I want to go from here to, to Rochester, I can believe God to translate me. He has the power to do that. But the likelihood is I'm going to have to go into my car, put the pedal to the metal, and get on down the road, 390 or however I'm going. You got to do something to get something. And you pray in the Spirit if you've not, well, I, I don't, I, my, my, well, my prayer life and spirit life is private. And so I just, We'll pray in the Spirit privately. That's okay. Some people are built that way. But if all you're doing is private, could it be that maybe if by faith you got out and you just went, oh, this is a terrible day. The enemy's on me like a big dog. He's just trying to take me out. I'm normally quiet. but Get out of here, Satan. Who are you? You know who I am. Do I know you? You know me because you know the one who is in me. Okay. <laughs> He's not going to mess with you. You have authority over that. The praying in the Spirit is so tremendous. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, don't be anxious for anything. Now, I, I know there's people who are anxious. Uh, some people are born with anxiety. Some people, just an anxious thing happened, and there you go. Some people have obsessive compulsive disorder. I know I, I deal with a lot of that. It's, it's real. It happens. It's stuff, you know. You know don't say, ah, oh, just, just don't, even, don't even, don't do that. Yeah, I don't care. Whatever you are, uh, forget it. You don't have it anymore. Well, so we do have stuff. It affects us all. We can stand against it. So it goes on to say, don't be, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, here's another Sesame Street thing, in every situation, Every single situation by prayer and requests, present them to God. What happens then? And then the peace of God, the tranquility of God, just the, the calm of God. Even when it says that then tranquility of God that surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and minds. Have you ever been, how many have ever been in a tense situation where you're just going, oh, man, I just got to get out of here. This is crazy. How many, it could be in home, it could be some, how many have ever been in a tense situation where you're just going, this is crazy. I, I just got to get out of here. I'm telling you, here's my prescription for you. You, get, you just walk away, you get in your car, do whatever you got to do, you just stop for a moment, and you just pray in the spirits. Oh, hallelujah. I'm worshiping you, singing holy, holy, holy. I'm worshiping in the spirit. Hallelujah, Lord. And you begin to pray in the spirit of God, and it surpasses all comprehension. The scripture says that it will transcend all understanding. What does that mean? I'm not supposed to be calm now. This is a tense situation. I'm all tensed up. But it transcends all understanding. I don't even understand. Why do I feel the peace of God? What? It's, I should be like going nuts right now. 
but I feel like laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm believing God. I'm feeling like something good is going to happen. I'm feeling like maybe God's going to show. It just transcends the understanding. Calms you right down after a while, and you realize, wait a minute, this isn't as bad as, as I think because they know me down there. And I just worshiped in the Spirit, and God's going to come to my rescue. I know He is. It transcends what's going on in the moment. That's what you're going to be doing. It's not about begging God. It's about confidence in Him that what you're praying for, you believe, and He's going to do it. Charles Spurgeon said this. The great Charles Spurgeon, mid-1800s, London, England, the preacher of preachers. You probably read his commentaries and everything. We used to have the books. Remember books? (laughs) Wait, isn't Google a book? Yeah, Google is a book. It's a big, big, big book. Charles Spurgeon said, I'd rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. Because he realized what could happen through prayer. No believer is going to grow strong. No believer is going to be healthy in the Lord without inhaling and exhaling the rhythm of prayer. And you'll get your rhythm. Hallelujah. You know, uh, it's a cognitive behavioral therapy with the therapist is, you know, you have anxiety we, we cognitive behavioral therapy. One of the uh, things is, you know, oh, I want to be cognitive and, and, and dealing with this anxiety. You take the deepest breaths you can and then you expel them as slow as you can. Well, that does drop the anxiety level with the oxygen levels and everything. But when you inhale and exhale prayer, then you're, you're, you're molding into the rhythm of prayer, which means you're molding in to the person and the power of Jesus. And when you do that, they're going to know you. Do they know your name? You want victory? I'm giving you a prescription right now as I'm summing this up. Jesus is telling the people He's actually quoting from Isaiah 56, but he says, my house should be called a house of prayer for all nations. It's the thing. It's the prayer. It's the, you know, it's just the worship. It's, and, and, and they realize when they're praying, teach us to pray. I'm going to teach you. Our Father who art now. He was teaching. He said, man, this is powerful stuff. And when you do this, your life is going to be transformed. It never says your life is going to be perfect. Because you have a human condition. You do good things, bad things, right things, wrong things, stand, fall, yada, yada, yada. That's the reason for the blood of Christ. But it connects you to God because we are a household of prayer. Prayer shapes the world. Listen to me. Prayer strengthens our connection with God. It helps us find direction when we are directionless. What do you want from me, God? What am I supposed to do? I seem to be confused. He's not an author of confusion, but of a sound mind. He'll meet you this week. I'm expecting something to happen this week. I'm going to be asking some of you. Some of you are just going to be talking. Oh, Doctor, you won't believe what God did. I'm going to be able to share with you. I'm going to listen to all of you who want to talk. Because the power of God, is that this thing was built in 73, right? I wasn't here. 72, actually. Excuse me. The year you and I were married, honey. This place was built. This thing is seen... Students, this place, because this, this used to be a barn. I wasn't here either. 
where this tab is, it was a barn with cows and all that stuff. Since 1972, young men and women have been coming to this place. These oak beams and everything else still have the prayers that these young men and young women have uh, lobbied up to God and answers to multiple prayers as a result of this atmosphere. Men and women who have changed the world in the last great awakening this nation has ever seen, the fourth, the the, uh, charismatic Jesus people movement. And you're sitting in the same place. And God's going to speak to you in the same way. Yeah, but you see, I was here last year when they had week of prayer. And so I got a couple years. So I got about a couple, two, three more to go. But this is, this 2021 is the year of the miraculous. How many are, way, how many are ready to hear from God? This week. This week. Hear from God. Prayer empowers us to avoid temptations. By the way, Temptation isn't a sin. It's what we do with it. Everybody's tempted. Lead us not in the te- God doesn't tempt us, but he tests us. All, all people are. God's got to try us. You know, he, I mean, he doesn't lead us into temptation, but, you know, don't you, you want something to be tested before you use it? You know? You got to have it. Temptations. And it's, uh, prayer empowers us for that. Prayer can work miracles, and I want to see it. We're going to see it this week. Prayer builds confidence. Prayer, prayer provides peace in your heart. It gives us revelation. It provides tenacity to press in. And it gives us hope and it strengthens us to go on. So, one, one last time. Does hell know your name? Well, I thought I didn't want hell to know my name. It's like, you know, I didn't want the principal to know my name when I was going to high school because if he knew my name, come on, be honest with me. Come on, you can do it here. How many ever ended up in the principal's office? Come on, come on. (laughs) Come on. Oh, this is the holy section over here. Anybody over here ever end up in the principal's office? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, there's another one. (laughs) Oh, uh, Stacy did. Uh, You ended up in that principal's office, Doctor? Dr. Sanders, you did? I I, I used to paddle. The principal, on his paddle, he put my name. Pardon me? <laughs> Dr. Sanders, you went to the principal's office. I'm about to find out what you did. <laughs> I'm not a Roman priest, but I would like you to confess that to me. I wanted to hear that. <laughs> All of us are a bunch of misfits. All of us have issues, every one of us. But we also have Jesus who sets us free. My Lord, I mean, I, you know, I've been going with my wife and since she was 12 and you know, we've known one another. She never went to the principal's office, ever, you know. She just was crystal clean and nice. And you know, Fred, you go to, did you go to the principal's office again? You hook in school again. You're not hooking school again, are you? I don't hook school. I just take a, a day's vacation. 
That's the way I looked at it anyway. <laughs> Does hell know your name? Let me close this up. Does it know that you possess God's power in Christ? Does hell know that you won't give up? Does it know you're determined to see a breakthrough in your life or the lives of someone else? Does it know you're willing to wrestle against all of the principalities of darkness and dark forces and all the evil spiritual places in the heavenly realms in Ephesians 6 it talks about? Is hell familiar with your name? Does it know that you are unwavering? Does it know the authority that you exercise in Christ? Does it know you? Does it know the power of your prayers? If it doesn't, let it know this week. It's not going to come at you and tear your clothes all to pieces and get you bloodied and running out of here. You know the man. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does hell know that you will not stand for these things? Stand therefore. I close with this last scripture. John chapter, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. I, oh, did I put that there? Okay, thank you. I'm thanking myself. I don't know why I'm doing that. I put it up there. <laughs> thank you, Gabriel, for putting it up there. This is the confidence. One last time, Sesame Street. Confidence. One more time. Confidence. Do it this way. Confidence. With your arms. Confidence. Yeah, I'll be done in just about 30 seconds. <clears throat> this is the confidence that we have in approaching God that if we ask anything, anything, well, maybe, no, anything, if you ask anything, the scripture says, not stuff. I just want stuff and I want money and I want good stuff and I want to be able to live really good. I want a nice house. I want this. And when I want all this stuff, give me all the stuff, you know. Not, not the stuff. You'll get that another time if that's the will of God. But if you ask anything according to my will, he hears you. The will, the word of God. You're a man and a woman of God. He, he hears you. And then it says, if we know he hears us, then we know we have what it is that we're asking for. If you ask anything, anything, he'll do it. Stand with me if you would.